This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, man? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Off and running on a Wednesday. How are you? Welcome into the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book at props.com production alongside Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt at Boston versus the book on Twitter to follow us. <laughs> Dave, how are you? We got a lot to get to today. Good morning, sir. Yeah, we were just catching up in our little pre-show meeting. I can't even believe what's going on right now. Um, it has not that uncomfortable uneasiness feeling that it did last time all of this happened. And I was in the risk room going, what are we going to do if we don't have the games? What do we talk about? How does it affect the lines, the futures? There's so many things coming, you know, and then it's two weeks before the holidays and we're trying to get ready for stuff and, you know, everything else. So I don't even know where to begin. So before we get to the COVID stuff, and we're going to spend a lot of time on the COVID stuff because it's insanity. The line movements, Raiders and the Browns line movement is crazy right now with how many players who are out for Cleveland. But let's just go to last night real quick. We'll talk about the good before the bad here when it comes to openers, because I just, I don't want to bury this story because I think this is such a big deal and a big moment for Anybody who appreciates basketball, anybody who appreciates sports and huge accomplishments, Steph Curry breaking Ray Allen's record last night. He goes under five and a half threes. Unbelievable. Again, Dave, three times in a row. Five. It falls five. I mean, like how many times you lose a bet by half a point, half half a shot. I mean, like the numbers are good. Like as, as, as the books get more information, the numbers are good. And then you know, not putting it on a whole number. It's win or lose with one shot. It wasn't like he didn't have an attempts. He had a lot of attempts again, and it falls five. It's crazy. His average is five. So he got to his average last night. And we talked about the bet that DraftKings had up yesterday, which was two made threes in the first quarter. He, he did that. He broke the record in the first quarter. That was only at minus one ten. So there was some decent value. Right. If you jumped on that for him, wanting to get the record out of the way early, and then the stoppage and everything else. What'd you make of the whole pomp and circumstance, stopping the game, bringing the dad out, bringing the mom out, bringing Ray <laughs> Allen out. I mean, it, it, it felt New Orleans Saints-esque to me. I was like, are we, are we playing a game here? Or are we like, what are we doing? Because it, it felt awkward as they started the game back up again. I think everybody was a little bit deflated. It, I totally agree. I mean, it's great to see the accomplishment and, you know, just if you're not a Steph Curry fan, I don't know why, because he's good for the game. He's a good dude. He's a dad. He's all everything that I want in someone watching the sports. I'm happy for as far as the game stuff. Definitely awkward. I mean, it's on the road. It's in New York. It's in Madison Square Garden. And it's a big celebration. Um, It was 
Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it had that weird feeling. But as a fan watching it, I'm like, this is cool. All right, you know, bring dad out, the accomplishment. I still think, I mean, what is it like equated to a baseball record? Is it the most RBIs? Is it the most like, I, I mean, yes. It okay. feels like Ricky Henderson's stolen base record to me. Ah, oh, good one. That's that's right. what it feels. That's what it feels like. It's he changed yeah. the. You know how Ricky changed the game from a leadoff spot, and he was a power hitter, but also he could steal bases. Yeah, like that. That that record. That was probably the first record I ever remember watching as a kid and going like, "Holy crap, that's amazing!" Yeah, picked the he picked the base up out of the out of the ground. He held it over his head. Yeah. And like, that was a that was the first time I was like, that's really cool. So that, that I felt like that's a similar type of offensive stat where it's not about defense, it's about your own personal accomplishments. And it's specialized. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's who you are as a player. It's not rebounds or blocks, whatever. It's just it's one shot that you're great at or one thing on the baseball field that you're great at, which is swiping bags. That's how I kind of to me it felt like Ricky Henderson. Yeah, um, you know, and Steph's going to have more championships than Ricky, I think. Um, but a lot more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ricky, do you remember when he said, "I am the greatest"? Do yeah, you, do, do, yeah, of I course. Mean, he was a classic. I loved Ricky Henderson, the first baseball team that I ever played on. You know, that was pitch like lip minor league was the A's. So I was a uh, huge A's fan, and always I used to imitate Ricky's home run trot. Where he did the little flick and yep. sidestep after he hit it. Classic. But yeah, cool, cool stuff. I, I think as sports fans, we appreciate it. As people in the betting space, we really can appreciate the number being five and a half and falling five again. You're just like, man, it was one of those ones I know the books did very, very well on because three straight games. It's, Three straight it's, games he yeah, went right. under. He's got to right. He's got to go over. Oh, he's gonna go over. Oh, this is the record breaking game. He's definitely gonna go over. Three in a row, you're out. I mean, now what do you do the next game? I don't know if you bet it. No, you just stay away from it now. I mean, it's just <laughs> keep on winning games and get closer to that forty-seven and a half win total for me. In the in the in the oh, is war, that one war. of your? That's one of your best season bets right now. Again, I don't want to jinx it, but you don't believe in the jinx anyway. No. That one's looking really good. That was a number. Uh, again, yeah. talk about the books getting stuff right and getting stuff wrong. 47 and a half doesn't look like a very good number right now. <laughs> you might get it by the all-star break. I mean, my God, it's insane with what they're doing. How, how, how well. Clay's because, coming back. And Clay's coming back. And defensively, the greatest thing about this Warrior team is that it's not their offense that makes them so great. I mean, defensively, they are stopping everyone. They're holding teams below 100 points nearly every single time they go out there and play. Yes. And I guess holding the Knicks down over under 100 is not that impressive, but it doesn't matter who they're playing. Defensively, they have a hundred defensive rating and it starts with Draymond green. And I love the fact that Steph went ahead and bought Iguodala and Draymond green engraved Rolex watches and gave it to them after the game, which I kind of felt like I know those guys have been with him for a very long time, but if you're a teammate and you don't get a Rolex from Steph, like how does that make you feel? Like, is there any like friction with that? You're like, Hey man, I play with you too. Yeah, it is a weird Wiggins? thing. W Wiggins gives him the pass. Wiggins will go down in history, in history now. Who gave Steph Curry the pass that had him hit the shot to break the record? It's Andrew Wiggins. 
He doesn't get a Rolex for that? Maybe not now. Maybe not now. <laughs> that, that The Rolex for those guys was for what you did before. Yeah. Like maybe these guys will get one at the end. Rolex is a pretty cool gift. I don't know. I, I would like to get someone, anyone, to give me a Rolex <laughs> one time. I, right. You know, so, yeah, I'm sure the other guys are like, hey, man, I, I, I know what's what time up? it is. Like, like you know, up? it's a, yeah, like, hey, let's let's go. Give me an Apple Watch. Like, give me something. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, can, 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 can I can I get something out of this? Like, I, I know you just did what you did. Like, my gosh, give me give me something. All right, Dave. We are a family show. Okay, so yes. I'm gonna ask you this question. We are a family show. But yes. what would you do 2,977 times if you had a chance to do it? That's Steph's number, by the way. If you don't know. Man, two two thousand nine hundred and seventy seven times, or what have you done two two thousand nine hundred and seventy seven times? Boy, this is a hard question. <laughs> no, it really is not. It's what's not. Your favorite, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite activity? What's your favorite thing to do? Mm, right now, just anywhere. If if I had to say from now until you're going to do something two thousand nine hundred and seventy seven times starting today, what would that thing be? Man, I think it would just be to go for a walk. <laughs> like, seriously, I love going really? for Like, right now, yeah, I would just love to go for a walk every day. Read a book. Like, I okay. love reading. I can't get it. I can't even do it two days in a row because we're so busy doing all this other stuff. But, I mean, like, I joke, I'd go watch the sunset at the beach. The beach okay. is my my calm place. I would go to the beach every day. 2,977 times. What about you? Well, considering I have wagered now 1,700 times over 530 days. That's, <laughs> what a daunting number. That that's is. the number. I've made 1,700 bets over 530 days. That's okay? insane. So I bet every day for 530 days. <laughs> I'm just going to say that because I'm I'm only a thousand away basically from getting there. So I'll this get is, there. At, this is a uh, Cal Ripken streak. This is yep. And 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 I can tell you this from in the book, like because I mean I feel like I went to work when I was back in Curacao every day. There was right. no days off. We went every day for like I think it was about eighteen months straight. It was just nonstop. But <laughs> I I was like, this is this is uh, Groundhog Day. It's hard to do something like that every day if you don't love it. Yeah. But it gets to a point where you're like, I just want to take a day off. Like I yeah. I, I just want to take a break. I I'm looking at this stuff. I don't even know where to begin. So well, I'll give you an example. So last Friday I was burned so we're we're going through this prep for the show i'm doing all this stuff so i'm like and friday's card is ugly like there's no college friday night there's nothing going on there's nothing that i like right so i i open up my apps and i'm like oh wait there's two college games tomorrow there's two college bowl games tomorrow like this is great okay okay the the, the meaningless games it's kind of early in the in december but these bowl games played all funky times okay I do the whole podcast. I, I, I do the whole Daily Juice podcast I do every day. And oh, no. say, okay, bet is for this Friday. This fr- I was going to say, they're, they're, they're this Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so I did the whole podcast and I'm, I'm like, I'm done. It's, a, it's 1130 at night. I'm just like, clo- I'm just like watching mindless television. And, I, and now the DMs start coming. <laughs> hey, Matt, did you know this game is next week? Not <laughs> this week. I'm like, no, you've got to be kidding me. I've already produced the whole damn thing. I'm like, okay, I have to go out and like, I have to go out and like tweet this out and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm really sorry. But like, 
The bets are for next week, not this week. We're way ahead of it. We're way ahead of it. You could have sold it like right. that. Look, we we, yeah. we we did this work ahead of time because I, I took ten and a half and laid ten and a half. Uh, let's let's let you know okay. I do it right while, while I'm on right now. Let me yeah. see if the number number is, is the number good. I don't know. I doubt it because I, I I took the dog in Northern Illinois, uh, and then I laid the ten and a half. So oh, the number hasn't moved at all. You have it's, it. No, see, it hasn't moved that, at all. Okay. That's the so. thing that there's not a lot of action. Yeah. On these early bowl games. Right. You know, from being here as long as you have been here, I know December is a slow month in Vegas. So, um, you know, people are getting ready for holidays and like it, it all builds up to New Year's Eve here. Yeah. So like the couple of weeks before are kind of just down weeks as far as volume and, and action and stuff. There's a lot of less line movement on the bowl games up until the week of New Year's Eve. Then. That's when it hits the fan mm. about the stay after Christmas, 26, 27. That's when money starts coming in, markets start moving, things start happening. And, you know, not that the, uh, I mean, what, what is it called? The, let me see. I got the names right here. You got Bahama Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, Bowl and the Cure Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not that they're not important, but they're just not, they're not important. They're not. You can say important. they're not important. Yeah. The book, the Boca Raton Bowl or the Celebration Bowl, they're not important. And any kid that wants to sit and go to the draft and prep for his next career, I have no problem with any kid who says, "Hey, business decision. I'm going to sit." Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Okay. How yeah. do Pitt guys feel about him sitting? Because he hasn't officially announced, but the market basically has said he's sitting. That numbers move six points. Yeah, he's not playing. Um, I don't Are blame you? his kids either. I, I, why? He, I mean, he's a top twenty-five pick. Why would he? Why would he ever risk that? You know what I learned today that the the quarterback at Liberty, okay, is yeah. a top fifteen pick. Yeah, Malik. Yeah, uh-huh. he's gonna play. That's what I mean. I, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I get Matt Corral's going to play. I mean, for Ole Miss, I get it. I mean, there are certain types of kids. Does a good in, game improve their stock in the draft? No. But a no. bad game hurts, hurts them, does it not? Eh, a little bit, not tons. I mean, it'll mean more when you do the individual workouts. It'll mean more when you're out there actually. Like, I mean, Justin Herbert last year at Oregon didn't go great. It was okay. And he still wound up being a top 10 pick. So it's like, if your individual workouts are good and your stats are good and your combine workouts and your, your private sessions are all good, you're going to be fine. So it's more about the player and less about the plays that happen. But yeah, the more game film that teams have, the better it is. And opposing coaches also go back and watch that. I mean, everyone knows that Belichick goes back and watches college film for young quarterbacks all the time as to what they, what they can and cannot do. So he structures defenses to confuse those young quarterbacks based upon what they couldn't do in college. He just makes it happen with the pros. So, I mean, you're putting more of your game on film, but I don't, I don't blame kids who say, I want to, I'm with you. I run to war together. We're going down together. I get it. But like blowing your knee out, getting hurt, you know, playing really poorly. All those things are significant to me where I would be very concerned. I would be very worried about what happens and what is happening to your draft stock. If you're playing or if you're not playing, I wouldn't play. If I was a top 10 pick, if I was Pickett, if I was the quarterback at Liberty, if I was um, Matt Corral, I mean, Carson Strong's not playing. 
I mean, right. <laughs> so he's he just said I'm up and gone. He's going to the draft. So uh, I don't blame the kid from Nevada for doing that either. I mean, any of these top 10, top 15 quarterbacks that are out there, any top player, period, left tackles, running backs, wideouts. I don't have any problem if if they wind up sitting, but it, it it's an added dimension to the handicap. And then that kind of takes yeah. us to the next next question. And that is what should betters be doing with these COVID outbreaks? Because not only are we dealing Oof. with kids sitting out, we're going to have COVID problems with these college kids. <laughs> teams for sure because of what's happening with the NFL right now. I'm a big believer, Dave, of not chasing COVID steam for one or two players to have like, okay, it stinks, but like, it's going to be okay. We talked about yesterday that the guys behind are paid as well, but what do you make of widespread, you know, 75, a hundred players, seven teams now in advanced protocols for the NFL, like as a line maker and as a better, what do you do with this? I know from the book standpoint, I don't want to put anything up until the day of the game. I don't, I, I mean, it's at one point, the last time this happened, and when I was still in the risk room, we stopped putting up overnights because wow. it led to too many positions that weren't beneficial, or it led to too many positions that were too advantageous and betters were mad. And it was like, you know what? It's not worth the creating that um, angst. And, and, and aggravation between customer and book. It's like, look, we'll put it up because we don't really know either. And it's going to probably even out, but nobody remembers that. You know, the bosses would be mad that we would, you know, be at minus six on a game that closed minus two the other side. Well, we didn't know they were going to get COVID. How did we know? Oh, well, you know, you should put the line up. You should move it faster. Okay. And the better that, that you know, laid six – that ended up minus two on the other side, either tried to bet it out, you know, the other way and get out of the bet or, and it just led to problems as far as betting it. I mean, I, do you wait? I mean, do you try to get ahead of it? Do you, do you scour the internet and Twitter and, and all these other means of social media to try to find the information out to bet the number before it moves? I don't think so, but a lot of guys are doing it. I mean, there's absolutely guys that are doing it to try to get ahead of it, but it still has to win. So, well, I, I, I mean, don't know. like, let, let's just talk about the NHL for just one second and we'll get to each sport. But, oh boy, the Calgary Flames have 17 people in COVID protocols 17 players or staff included, too. That's that's everybody. Seven more players, three coaches, and seven support staff have all been added to the already the list of six players who were on the COVID list. So how are they going to play? They can't play. They can't play. They can't. They're shut down. They, they they cannot play. But when we see them again, we don't know when we're going to see the Calgary Flames again. I mean, it's like <laughs> their entire coaching staff, all their training staff, 10 players. Uh, it's or sorry, 13, <sighs> 13 players are all positive. The National Predators this morning have just reported six players and six members of the traveling party are all either positive or in protocols right oh, now. No. It is the Boston Bruins. We talked about Brad Marchand. Now they've got Patrice Bergeron. Their second best player is in the, is, is positive with COVID. So there are three Bruins players who are now positive with COVID. Do you think the NHL is going to pause? Well, they were going to pause anyway for the Olympics. Right. So then next question is you're right. And the next question is, do we cancel the Olympic tournaments? 
are will the NHL say to the NHL players, you can't go? You can't go. Like, I mean, as much as as a fan and as a, as a player, you want to play in it. You've planned on playing in it. You can't go. I don't think you can go. I think China, I'm with you to go halfway across the world and then come back. Right. Like what is, I mean, what do you, what are you bringing back? What are you going for? What do you like? I, it's just, just too much unknown. That was a huge, that was a huge negotiating point for the union to get this stoppage of the season, to let the guys go over there because of the Russian Canadian Eastern European pressure that was being placed by those Olympic committees on these players to come back and represent your country in the Olympics in the hockey tournament. It's such a huge deal for hockey players, but hockey I mean, I've been in the locker rooms. Like, have you ever been in an NHL locker room? I've been in college locker rooms, high school. Dressing room, as they call it, right? It's nasty. The rooms (laughs) are like the close quarters and hockey equipment stinks. And like, just you can't not get it. Like, so when you're like, okay, so Calgary, they're shut down. So when they come back and other teams didn't shut down, like you're going to be like, oh, well, geez, half the team you had it, three quarters of the, now we're going to play them. It's probably all going to just spread. So, like, I think they're actually, I mean, if I was to make a line on it, I think I'd make a shutdown period a small favorite. Like, I what agree. are you going to keep playing the games for if you're going to play them at a lesser thing? I mean, you might have to just shut it down and then get everybody, you know, kind of organized or whatever and then come back out strong at a full product. I think taking away the product, like the games at a, at a reduced staff at, 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 you know, backup coaches, coaching the games, diminishing the product is worse than shutting down. I think just to keep the show going. Well, the, the NFL, yeah, to me, the NFL is a little different because of the limited number of games they play. Correct. And the NHL has such a long season, the NBA as well, having such a long season. But I mean, I told you this off the air, but like when I went to New, I went to Boston and to New York and New Jersey over the Thanksgiving Day holiday and holiday weekend and stayed over to a couple of days afterwards. I just the only time I was forced to wear a mask was on public transit. Like in, in Nevada, here in Vegas, we've had this mask mandate for so long and our numbers have been down for so long that I kind of felt like the, the rest of the country was kind of like where, where we were because we all, all I hear about is like people talking about the oppressive masks and everything else. And I went over and I was like, oh, COVID's over. Oh, OK. I couldn't believe it. Like right. in the hotels I was staying in, there wasn't a mask mandate to stay in the hotels. There wasn't a mask mandate at restaurants. There wasn't a mask mandate anywhere. So like I was like, OK, I, I thought everyone was mad about like the liberal Northeast and like it was wide open. So like when all this stuff started to pop up again, I was like, yeah, because people think COVID's over. Like we've we last year, everyone forgets that during the winter time, our kids get sick because cold temperatures, we get inside oh, and yeah. share germs and schools and everything else like we get sick in in general. We get sick in the winter time for this very reason. And now you're adding this COVID virus that is easily transmitted to people to people. I'm not shocked that this is happening at all right now. That in these close, like you mentioned, these locker rooms with big sweaty guys who are breathing heavy. One guy gets it, and then everyone gets it, and then they probably got it from their kid, or they got it from you know some going to the and, store or whatever. 
and they travel together. Yeah, like right. Everything is together. There's no, you know, I mean, like you said, NFL is a little bit different. There's one game a week. Everybody goes to practice, practices, and everybody goes home. Like, yeah. in a, I mean, when you're on the road, you've got a four-game road trip for the NHL. You fly together, then you go to the hotel together. You go to the morning skate together, and then you yeah. go back to the hotel, kind of go your own separate ways, come back together, play the games. Everything's just – and it's constant, and you get – to the next city, you do the same thing. And You're not locked down, though. The difference between this year and last year, the players were locked down last year. The players were not able to go out. The players can go out and do whatever they want. So that's why this is happening, because we forget. Oh, yeah. We forget that why is this happening now and not last year? Well, the players weren't allowed to go out. They couldn't go to bars and restaurants and parties and go see friends. And, 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 and you know, right. some of these some of these guys have different acquaintances in different cities. You know what I mean? So, like, they can't do that. They, they couldn't do that last year. They can do that now. And so. All it takes is one person to get positive to bring the virus into the locker room. And like you mentioned, it runs right through everything, which kind of brings us to the NFL story with the Browns down 11 starters for their game against the Raiders. There's only 22 starters on a team, (laughs) by the way. That's half. The team is down. They're down four tight ends. They're down three wide receivers. They are down their starting quarterback in Baker Mayfield. This team down two cornerbacks. This team's down their head coach, supposedly, with Kevin Stefanski supposedly being positive. So now the line opened. Browns minus six and a half for the early game on Saturday. Raiders at the Browns. Browns are now the dog. Raiders minus one and a half at Circus Sports right now. We have a seven-point swing off of this. As a bookmaker, Dave, like what, what, what would, what's the play here? Just keep on taking bets and keep on moving the number? Yes, that's the only thing you can do right now. And at this point, I would probably say there's somebody in the room somewhere going, I hope they don't play the game. Yeah. Or, you know, they they got to move it. And now you get into all those house rules again. If the game's not played on this day, but it's played within so many hours of the day it was scheduled to play, it's still good. So I think if you play this game Sunday or Monday, it's good. But if you play it Tuesday – it's a refund that you got to rebet it at the new numbers. Um, you try to come up with a new total. I mean, how do you estimate this becomes a preseason game? It becomes guys that haven't gotten any reps. You're probably calling up practice squad guys. You're calling guys that aren't even in the league right now. Hey, you want to play this weekend? You know, we just, we need you as the backup in case this guy gets hurt, but now we have no depth. Um, can you imagine? I mean, these games are, this is a playoff game. This is deciding like a long way to go towards deciding which one of these teams stays alive. The losers probably looking at a long road back, but it's December. It's not September. And now, I mean, think about the contest, you know, the circuit contest is a good thing. This happened today. Like, what do you use this line in the contest now? Do you use pick? Do you use one and a half? That debate is going on right now. The Westgate lines for that contest mm. are coming out in an hour. In or Circa two. Million. In Circa in Million. In Circa Millions tomorrow. Yeah. Thursday, so. the lines come out. So they got a little day of breathing room to let it settle. But the entire contest will be on mm. it. Can you imagine being one of the circus survivors? Oh, Oh, There's 22 people, 23 people left. left to get six 
million dollars and you you didn't know that and you picked the Browns. You still have the Browns left. Oh, oh they're a touchdown favorite against the Raiders. Let's use them. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Oh. The total is 38 and a half. What's the lowest regular season total you can remember in the NFL? 33. Okay. 33 is the lowest. It was one of those like win games. I don't know if you remember Miami played Pittsburgh on a Monday night in Pittsburgh. It was okay. like gale force, hurricane like <laughs> winds, swamp. The field was terrible. I remember a punt plugged. It wow. wasn't caught and it plugged like a I golf ball. I do remember that. And it the shield was because like because it didn't pit play on Saturday. It, it was a mess. And it then was Sunday yeah, they played the game the was, next it day. Was a, yeah. It was a mess. And the bets kept coming in. And we were like, because I think it opened like 35 or 35 and a half, and it got down to 33. <sighs> and I was like, I how much lower can you go? The final score was three nothing. It was it was it was a total disaster, but unbelievable. Yeah, that's the lowest total I remember. But like in today's NFL, if you get into the 30s, that's a low total. It's it's into the 38 and a half and going yeah. down. It's going so down. It's going, it's going into the 30s. Like, yeah. like we're, we're not like 39 and a half. We're 38 and a half and clean dropping. Raiders are now minus 124 on the money line. Browns are home <laughs> dogs at plus 106 after being six and a half point favorites at the open. I don't. There's no way I am betting that game, but that is going to be a wild game to watch. Case Keenum's not a horrible drop off, though. That's the one thing about I will say that from a quarterback spot, you know, I like Baker a lot, but it's not like they're putting in nobody. Keenum can play at least and keep them competitive, right? That's the thing. Like, and we've talked about that all the time. You'll see, like, what's this guy worth? What's this guy worth to the point spread? The quarterbacks are the only ones that are actually worth moving numbers. We saw that Monday night when. You know, the best corner in the game, the tight end, everybody's not playing. The line didn't even move, maybe a half a point. And that's just half based point, on yeah. bets. Yeah. So now Baker Mayfield's not playing and it moves what? Seven points, flips from minus six to now minus one, one and a half. Complete overreaction. But that's that's in addition to everybody else. I mean, 11 starters out of the game where there's 22 starters. You know, eleven on each side of the ball. That's a so, lot, but yeah, yeah I don't think so, the drop off so is that bad. Here's the list. The list is Baker Mayfield, okay, cornerback Troy Hill. Uh, hold, hold on, uh, I'm getting all sorts of ads pop up. So that's really annoying. Um, don't need that in my ear. So we've got Mayfield, Troy Hill, John Johnson the third, the safety. Malik McDowell, defensive tackle, defensive end, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Right. Um, Nathan Metters, uh, we've got Mullins. Nick Mullins will be the backup. Case Keenum is going to be the starter. Jarvis Landry out. Offensive guards, Wyatt Teller and Drew Forbes out. Oh. All four all four tight ends are out. Austin Hooper, starter. Uh, uh, Derek Willis is out. Jojo Natson is out. I mean, it is a ridiculous number of starters and backup players who are out here. And the number is expected to climb, by the way, here. They don't so think it's done. Explain to me what you were explaining to me before the show. These are these are positives, not protocols. So like to, it could I asked you this question and I'll ask you here on the yeah. show. Can these guys be ruled in before Saturday? 
So Mayfield is positive. Stefanski is positive. Landry is positive. Hooper is positive. Okay, eight players plus Stefanski are all positive. All right. After that, we've got a bunch of players who are now in the protocols for the Browns. These are considered to be close contacts, players who are, are around the positive player. Close contact. They all they all wear those little monitors. So if you have been deemed to be within six feet of the person who is positive, then you're into where you have to test negative twice in order to play. That's why people are saying but like you may we, not have it. Correct. You may be negative. That's why people are saying like if Mayfield's positive, how do we know Case Keenum's not going to come down with the virus because he would be in the QB room and around Baker Mayfield. So right. like. Even though people are thinking it might be Case Keenum, it might not be Case Keenum who plays in the game if he comes down positive tomorrow. But yes, every player who is vaccinated has a chance to test negative. If they are unvaccinated, they're done. They're out. They're not playing. So, But if they're vaccinated, they're going to have a chance to play because they need to test negative for the virus two times before in a 24-hour period. So Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, that's when they have to test negative in order to play. But if you're positive, you're not going to test negative, okay? Like a positive test, you're going to go seven to 10 days before you test negative. So these guys are out. Like Mayfield's out. Landry's out. Stefanski's out for the game on Saturday. So now it's just how many players are out and who is going to be available and then how many practice squad players. I mean, this is a legit outbreak in the Cleveland Browns organization. Oh, my goodness. It's Yeah, it's just absolutely awful it's just not what you want to be dealing with right now at all and now you got to try to figure out how to deal with you know what the next step is where do you go who's playing what's the game plan who's calling the plays <laughs> it's just it's just it's oh. just a, it's just an absolute mess right now for better uh, for the nfl for to just postpone it i see here's my thing play it. i i think what they should do is play the game on monday night that's what I think they should do. I think you're already playing Saturday, so you don't need to play on Saturday. We know that. And you'll have the crew already on in place to call to call the game and to broadcast the game. I just say you call it on you know, I, I do a double header on Monday night and just see how many players you can get out of the protocols to test negative. Just push it back mm-hmm. two games and then play right. it. Otherwise, it's just a I mean, I think playing the game, talk about the product. <laughs> I mean, what's that game going to look like? And for me, I have a Raiders, you know, over six and a half wins ticket. They have six wins. So like, I'm like, go ahead and play it. (laughs) Selfishly play it. Let's see what happens. And like, you know, let's just see if they can steal a win that they probably weren't supposed to get a win. And then I I can get a, I can get a W out of it. So it's, it's a mess, but we do have a game tomorrow night, Dave, and it's chargers now down to plus three, three and a half to three opener. Mm-hmm. Now it's at three for the chargers at home against the KC chiefs. I have already, and I'll, I'll just tell you this. We can talk about the game and from a better or poker perspective tomorrow, as I'll have a bunch of stuff coming in here, but I, I took chargers money line last night. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think this charger team looking at the numbers, if you break down the teams that the chiefs played over the last four games in which they covered, and they're resurgent on their defense. Everyone's like, oh, this defense is great. Okay, I'm not going to lie. It, it's been impressive. But two of the games are against the Raiders. And they have given up big yardage in the passing game and the running game. The only place they're not giving up big numbers, it's Patriot-esque. They're not giving up points. 
They're only giving up 20 points per game. Right. The red zone defense has really stepped up. However, this is where I think Justin Herbert has a monster game in the red zone. I think him and Eckler, his ability to run. I think the Chargers score a bunch of points here in this game. I think the Chargers are going to win the game outright. I know it's early, but w- what do you make of this Chiefs defense? Are you buying it? I am, but I'm not sold that, you know, oh, they're punched their ticket back to the Super Bowl. Going through their schedule, I said it uh, to somebody yesterday. This may be the last game that the Chiefs lose until the AFC Championship when the Patriots awesome. beat them. When the Patriots <laughs> beat them. Wow. No, My friend the, would be in love with that. Where, where uh, is that game being played, by the way? Is it Fox or Arrowhead? That's the question, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know yet. I think those are the two best teams. But when you go through the schedule, Kansas City, I mean, you can't just say, like, oh, they're going to run the table the rest of the way. They're going to get the number one seed. Chargers are, are legit. Chargers are making the playoffs. And – when I had to decide what hat to wear today, I said, you know what? I'm thinking about the Chargers plus the three and a half points yesterday. The line's coming down. Makes perfect sense. Now, you know, we've talked about this over the years. The book is on three. It's going to take a mountain to get off the three now. It's it's up Wednesday. Or up or down. Up or down. Up or down. It's, it's, it's either way. Now, the next move here, once you're on the three, is three late 20. Which for the newbies, that means you got to lay three instead of minus 110. You got to lay 120. You might see if the charger money really comes minus three even, which means you can lay three points with the Chiefs even money. If you take the three points with the Chargers, you got to lay the 120 there. I think we're at the number. I think you're thinking right with the total, too. Got to still kind of evaluate that. But feels like the type of game in SoFi that's going to go up and down and up and down and punch in those opportunities in the red zone. First team to kick a field goal here will probably be the loser. Ooh. Yeah. I like the over, although I'm not playing totals. I do like points. I, I love, I'll be involved in Austin Eckler props. I'm going to be involved in Dustin Herbert props. They're getting Keenan Allen back for this game, which I think is a really big, big. Key for them. The Chiefs have got COVID problems. A couple of defensive players are out with COVID. So they've got some issues that they got to deal with. I'm not buying this pass rush for the Chiefs. It's actually not that good. And the, 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 they're, they're putting pressure, but they're not getting sacks on quarterbacks. And frankly, the offensive lines that they've been facing over the last couple of weeks have been pretty kind of bad, to be honest. They so, looked really good in the Raider game. That's for sure. They felt like I but, felt like they were in the backfield every play. But is but, that the Raiders or is that the chiefs both? Yeah. It's, it's, it wasn't because, yeah, it wasn't because the Raiders, you know, have they scored 80 points. Line. They scored over 80 points in two games against the chiefs. I mean, they just crushed the chiefs. The chiefs are like bad. I'm sorry. No, the Raiders, no, the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders, the Raiders are a bad team. I mean, let's just call it what the Raiders are. They've been through the ringer. They've had their coach be fired. They've had a star whiteout kill someone during the year and is now off the team. I mean, this has been a, awful year for this franchise. And I, I kind of laugh here and I've been seeing these tweets and memes around town here saying like Raider fans deserve better. And I'm like, I, I'm shocked. They've got six wins. I mean, I think this has been like a, <laughs> a, a pretty good season that they've won six games given what they've been through. I mean, they've had Wallers missed the last two weeks or three weeks. I mean, yeah. they've been, I mean, Josh Jacobs has come down. It shows you why running backs 
the cliff is so dramatic when it comes to running backs. He was top two in the league for two years, and now it's like he's an average running back. Drake looks decent for them. I mean, it's just it, I just want them to win one. We'll just win one more game. Just get to set, you cash my six and a half ticket, and I'm and I and I'm win win one game. And if this is the game they win on Saturday, so be it. But I think the Chiefs are their numbers and the public perception of the Chiefs is a little bit over inflated due to well the Raiders and then the, the last two games. Are I'm you exactly, sweating this season win total because a hundred percent at Cleveland and then they got Denver at home. That's the where game they're, where they're looking ahead. The line the the line is Denver favored small. Yeah. Then at the Colts, they're not winning at the Colts. No. And then home against the Chargers, hoping for your sake, the Chargers have their spot clinched. Yeah. And no. the Raiders can The Bronco the game. I mean, I, I've said for weeks now, the Bronco game was the game. Now, the one thing that scares me is that a guy walked into, I think it was Bet MGM. I think it was MGM here, put 50K down on the Raiders to end the year with six wins. I remember that bet. He got think, five to I think he got five to one on it. Yeah, I thought I think Patrick tweeted that something like that. I, I forget so, where I saw it. Yeah, so five to one got two hundred two hundred fifty k coming back if they lose out. So I don't mind that play, man. That's a that's a really on ball. And now I, I mean, he that, did that person, it two games ago. That was correct. two games ago. And the and the the guy's probably freaking out because of the Brown situation. He's probably like, you got to be kidding me. Like I had this handicapped perfectly. Like, right. And now look what happens with the Browns game. So if they win that, that guy loses that wager and I cash my over six and a half, but yes, I have, I am definitely nervous about them not winning another game because it happened last year, right? Fast start. And they fell on their face and, and lose out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And lost everything. And it was like, are the Raiders going to make the playoffs? And they beat the chiefs at Arrowhead. And oh, then everything just fell apart. No, Oh they're, no! They're the, they're the anti-patriot. Patriots do play their best football in December. The Chiefs right. play their the, the Raiders play Raiders. their worst play their right. worst football in in which is like my gosh, <laughs> not 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 good. Okay, before we get to better to book it here, yep. this is a story that I found to be wild. We don't talk much recruiting, but okay. Deion Sanders, the former Florida State. Yeah. Outstanding cornerback. Now the head coach at Jackson State. Yeah. Just took away today on signing day. Yeah. A running back named Travis Hunter, the number one recruit <laughs> in the country. Yes. Was committed to Florida State. And now Jackson State, a historical a historic black college. Yep. Has taken the number one recruit away from Florida State. Fair yep. or foul for Dion to do his alma mater like this. It's a business. I mean, it's a business. Like, and if you're the kid, I would want to go play for Dion. Do you see him on the sidelines? Do you see what he's doing? Like, I think I would trust that he would help me get to where I wanted to go, which would be the NFL. If I'm the number one recruit in the country. And now with this NIL, I mean, it may help me get some deals. May, may I mean, like, I don't think it college sports is changing right before our eyes. Like you don't have to go to that big school in the sec, in the ACC. Like you can go somewhere and get to where you want to go, whether it's in football or basketball, it is so strange. And I mean, you see what goes on with the transfer portal. There's no loyalty. The coaches could literally tell you we're going to go play in the playoff if this team loses. And then 
go to LSU and have a Southern draw the next day. And my family. Family. My family. By the way, he did it again, by the way. Did you see the second time he did it? He dropped it again in a, in a, in a second video. He's still, he's, he's, he's keeping this bit going. Brian no. Kelly now thinks, oh yeah, it wasn't just once. He did it second. He dropped the family again. <laughs> It's two times. So, so I mean, the coaches aren't aren't doing it. Like they're taking the best deals and stuff. Like, so I I get why a kid would do it. Now, is he going to be successful? I don't know. These are Probably. eighteen year old kids. I mean, he's going to be successful. Is he going to stay the whole time at Jackson State? I, that's a great question. My guess would be no. I would I mean, bet he, the no. Yeah, his statement that he put out this morning saying Florida State has always been a beacon for me. I grew up down there. That's where my roots are. I never doubted that I would play for the Seminoles. It's a dream that it's hard to let go of. But sometimes we are called to step into a bigger future than the one we imagine for ourselves. For me, that future is at Jackson State University. Jerry Rice, Doug Williams, and of course, the legend in Jackson State's own Walter Payton. Historically, black colleges and universities have a rich history in football, and I want to be part of that history and more. I want to be part of that future. I mean, to bring up those Saying names. all the right things right, right? there. I, I mean, is, I don't know. I don't know if he wrote it or someone wrote it for him, but that's the way you do it, right? I mean, that, that, that's go ahead and bring up these people and say, look, at, I can go and play for this and I can have a life changing experience playing for Deion Sanders and you know playing at Jackson State, arguably the greatest running back of all time played there. So why couldn't I play there and have a, and have an opportunity to go out and, and be huge? It's just this kid should dominate at this level. I mean, like flash. And that's one thing I was thinking of when I saw the news. I was like, you know, it's interesting because certain kids on like the AAU level or like the the the, the softball level that you that you you coach a lot mm-hmm. of were like, is it better to go and test yourself and be a good player when you're young against players who are better than you? Or is it better to go and dominate and destroy the people because you you shine and you pop? And you flash and then coaches and recruiters or whatever can watch you and know of you quicker because of what you're doing rather than testing yourself. You're dominating. If this kid dominates, I mean, he's going to get on radar screens pretty fast, right? Yes. But I know from the coaching standpoint of it, I'm constantly testing the kids. I want them. We were taking them down to SoCal and playing like in the hood, in in places, in tournaments where we were the meat for all the dogs. And like at first it wasn't fun. And like we went to a weekend tournament, we played six games and we didn't score a run. Like we were, we'd come back and the parents were like, what are we doing? Like we're getting better. That's what we're doing. You have to trust us, me and the other coach, we're getting better. And then you start to see it. But what you do is you test the kids for life, putting them in those situations. Now, this guy's playing for he's playing to get to the NFL. Sometimes dominating is good, too. When you finally get to a level where you can dominate, people are looking at you a little bit differently. It's it's good to be the king every once in a while. Um, I get it. I'm I'm impressed with his statement so far. It's all off on the right foot. These signing days, though, like I saw a tweet and I haven't seen the video yet. He had three different schools hats up there. Like he had yep. Florida State, he had like someone else, and he threw them aside and unveiled like a, a Jackson State shirt. Said, "This is where I'm going." Like, yeah, that, has that makes the sense. silliness gone away? Like, the, no the signing day stuff. You're okay, good at this. 
Oh, Dave, listen. When Harrison Barnes were committed to the University of North Carolina, I was in Ames, Iowa. Okay. Number one recruit college basketball. He's playing an Iowa kid. Iowa kid. Ames, little cyclones, Ames high, playing alongside Doug McDermott. No one's recruiting Doug. I'm keep, I, I keep on watching and saying, why is anybody recruiting Doug? Like, look at Doug. Look at Doug. Doug's lighting it up. We're having Doug on my radio show. I'm doing afternoon drive, KXNO in Des Moines. We're having Doug on all the time. He's the son of Greg McDermott, who is the coach of, uh, at the time, he's at Iowa State. Everyone's all about Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes. They won 55 consecutive games. Doug McDermott and Harrison Barnes did together their junior and senior years. Wrecked the state of Iowa. Run bat one back-to-back national uh, uh, state championships. Didn't lose a game. Blowing people out too? Crushing people. people. Just crushing. But everyone would double-team Harrison because Harrison was the number one recruit. So Doug would score 30 a night. And everybody would oh. everybody was like, he Doug is too small. He's too he's too slow. Oh. He's too white. Like he can't. Right. This, he's this not Harrison Barnes. That's he's just, not Harrison Barnes. Right. He's not this dude just rising up and jamming it on people. And like <laughs> if, if you let Harrison get loose, it was like, oh my, like that's a high school kid. So I am in the gymnasium at little in Ames High. Doug's in the crowd, and and like uh, it's hysterical because now now Doug is with the Spurs and has played on five NBA teams, and, and was the National Player of the Year for Creighton University when he was with his his dad Doug uh, Craig at Creighton. But Harrison is up on stage, and he's like, "I'm here to declare," and I, everyone's like, "Iowa State, Iowa State, please stay home, please stay home." He tries to Skype in the team that he's going to commit to, and he said, "I'm here to commit to." And it's supposed to pop up on the Skype camera behind him. Oh, no. And this, and this is like 2012, 13, right? Somewhere in that range. Um, oh, no. The internet's not that great. Oh, no. He has <laughs> so, bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> awful Wi-Fi. All we, get, all we get is a freeze frame of Roy Williams and four <laughs> players from North Carolina. Like He's supposed to have this like, interaction going back and forth. And all it is is like Roy like. It frozen and it was like so awkward yeah it was so awkward and he's like i'm um well i'm here to say that i'm I'm committing to the university of north carolina to go play with roy williams and he puts on the hat so like this has been going on forever like this is nothing oh like, my i mean they, 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 this is a chance for the kid to have their signing day and to have their moment and, <sighs> you know they brought the band this is what they did for at ams high they brought the band out for harrison barnes they brought the school out they let the school out early for Harrison oh Barnes. My goodness. The media was there. Every TV station from Des Moines was there. Every TV station from Iowa City was there. Every TV station from Ames was there. Were they people all, mad? Nope. They all knew. Everyone was like, oh, play- everybody knew he was going to North Carolina. Well, I mean, Roy minds Iowa. Like Roy Williams has, has recruited so many Iowa kids to North Carolina that it was sort of like everyone knew if you're picking between Iowa state and staying home or North Carolina, like where would you go? <laughs> like, yeah. You go to North. So it wasn't like people were mad about it. They would have been mad if he had gone to like Nebraska or if he had gone, to, right, or right, gone right. to Creighton or somewhere like, somewhere like, Oh, like, what are you doing? Like go to Iowa state. It's better to play for the cyclones, but going to North Carolina at the time, like there wasn't really a, you couldn't really argue with the point, but I was blown away by the spectacle of the whole thing. Like we let kids out of school. Like you canceled a half a day of school right. for some, for your fellow student just to make the announcement. And they're like, yeah, ESPN's here. And they were, I was like, okay, like I, 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 I guess it's, you know, once in a lifetime type of publicity for Ames high to go right. <laughs> do this. So yeah, I'm cool with kids doing it. I mean, that's more power. It to doesn't them. seem too much. Like it no. seems like too much. 
These kids have 50,000 followers on Twitter. What's too much? You're right. I mean, you're right. The, the, I mean, that's the, it. You're right. Like it's just it's, that it's, LSU it's, it's gymnast just, has signed a million dollar NIL deal. I mean, like she's, she's sponsored by like 18 different brands right now. The game has changed. You're absolutely right. The game has changed. I mean, but you know, back in the day when yeah. we were doing this, like talking about going to college stuff, it was, it was unheard of. And then now I'm coaching these kids and <laughs> You know, I've done virtual signings, you know, where they've gone and I've gone online and wished them well with their families and stuff. So it is a big deal individually. It's just seeing it's too much. But you're right. They're getting deals. They got followers, social media. It's all there. Um, God bless them. Real quick. Do do you agree with what Lane Kiffin said yesterday that we should now call it free agency? That this is we have free agency and just call it what it is for college kids and, and kids coming out of high school? I have a problem with the coaches saying it like it's a negative thing because I mean, it is what it is, but the coaches have no loyalty at all. And he is a number one offender. Uh, uh, He's done it already. Um, You can't, you can't, what's that saying? You can't throw stones at glass houses. Like, like if you live in a glass house, house, yeah. Yeah. Like be careful what you say publicly like that. You're not in that little room in old miss because now with the power of the internet and the followers and the stories, it goes out everywhere. And they're looking at you like, did he really say that? I don't, I mean, it it's yes. It's it's, so now what you have another headache to worry about as a coach. Okay. Because this is this is what I said about Dabo Sweeney. Because Dabo Sweeney had a big complaint line today or yesterday about it, and it's kind of like um, he said it's chaos right now, tampering galore, adults manipulating young men. Education is like the last thing now. That's from Dabo Sweeney. That's brand it. new. He's just saying that. That's just now. Well, in, in in my report, in my retort to that was, doesn't it suck when the level when the playing field's level? Like right. for, for a long time, he would walk in as the coach of Clemson and he didn't need to do very much besides say, I'm the coach of Clemson. Same thing with Alabama. I'm the coach of Alabama. Well, now Jackson state can take a, take the number one recruit away because of name and likeness. Right. Dion sponsored by all sorts of people. And Dion can say, I got you a deal with a car dealership. I got you a deal with a brand. I got you a deal with an apparel company. Like yeah. there's eyeballs on you kid because of who the coach is at Jackson state. And so I don't need to play for Florida state. I can go to Jackson state and make a ton of money legally, not get paid anymore to go there. And so now the big powers that be are like, uh Oh, this is not good. Right. And the big boys are mad about it. Like Dabo Sweeney. And I don't have any sympathy at Zero. all. Zero. Zero. You can't. No way, man. Like you, you did have an advantage for a long time, but talking about adults manipulating young kids and all this other stuff. What, what have they been doing? Like, have you, have you been around right. recruiting? Have you been of like, course he has. Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like education's not the priority now. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying Clemson's not a bad school. I mean, or a bad school, like, okay. But like, I went to Penn State. I mean, I played a club sport. I played hockey, but I hung out with a lot of the football players. <laughs> uh, I mean, I helped with their English papers and a lot of things. Like, it's not about the education on that level About a, for a lot of guys. They're trying to get to the NFL, and then the, the coaches are trying to get the next recruiting class. Right. It's a constant guy twists his knee. All right. 
see you. You know, you can keep the scholarship. We're just going to, you know, get someone else right. in here and you can't play again. Keep all the gear. You got all the cool gear. You can wear it on campus, but you're not part of the team no more. I mean, it's, it's, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. All right. It's a light day for me here on uh, Better to Book It because I really don't like this slate, but we kind of head fake this a little bit on the show yesterday. So, the only play I've got today for you, Dave, when it comes to Better to Book It is Rockets and the Cavs. Okay. It is a nine in one run for the Houston Rockets against the spread and a 12 and 0 run for the Cleveland Cavaliers against the spread. Cleveland's at home laying nine so far on the last four games. Cleveland has laid five and a half, six and a half, two and three, and they have covered them all by 20, 15, seven and a half and five and a half. But on the flip side, we've got this Rockets team that is catching 10 and a half, eight, nine and a half, three and a half and two and a half. And they've covered it by 16 and a half, one, a half a point, 13 and a half and 12 and a half. Ooh. When you've got two trains going at each other at this type of speed, I'm taking the points, betting it or booking it. Rockets plus nine. Betting it. And this would be our first new show or double B play. This oh, is the B this squared. Is the B squared so play. Explain, explain Bostonian versus the book is where the two B's come from. Right. So, you know, the emblem there is BVB. And one day you said something that I absolutely really, really liked. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? How do we make it known that this is a little bit extra mustard on this dog? It's a B squared play where you like it. I like it. We really like it. And I call it the B squared play. So sometimes... You know, you got to come with the units, um, less plays, more units. Uh, I don't recommend you keep the units the same when you do all the plays, very, do things responsibly, of course. But I really like the Rockets in this situation. It's it's two very – things are going well for both teams. We're getting nine points in an NBA game. Okay, Let's just hope nobody tests COVID positive today. Like, I don't know. It's early. I mean, do we wait? I think we grab this number now. I, it's I coming mean, down. Yeah, it's coming down. So I, I got a uh, nine. It's it's eight and a half at certain books now. It's coming down. I just clicked refresh. It's going up. Ooh, there's a 10. There's a 10 at win bet right now. It just changed. Wow. Nine and a half across the board. So I got a bad number. I thought I was getting a good number. It was eight Check. and a half. It was eight and a half in Vegas. Somebody it, might not be playing. Like, what's it in? What's it in Vegas? Uh, Winbet says ten. Winbet's not in Vegas. You know that. Come on now. Well, yeah, but it's the guys are in Vegas. The, with the, the win. Like the wins in the wins. The wins in Vegas. Winbet's not in Vegas. Circa nine and a half. Westgate nine and a half. Okay. South Point nine and a half. So we can get a better number now. Caesars nine and a half. Yeah, That's got to be public money then, right? Driving that up. At mm, at 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific? No. Okay. All no. Right. I don't well, it's know. One, but it's 1 It's one p.m. Eastern time, but or 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, time. I'm not worried about it. So, so, I, so I, are, I like are, you, are, are you taking the points? Yeah, we're taking the points. I mean, like, can we get a better number? We're going with that. You got nine, so we're stuck uh, with nine. I got nine. I got nine. That's why I bet. I bet nine this morning. Okay. Yesterday, taking a bad number didn't work out so well for us with the Boston Bruins. But True. 
it's that's okay. We're sticking away. We're staying away from hockey, right? Like there's no, oh. we're taking a break from hockey right now. That's it. I went, I went two and zero in college basketball and zero and two in the, in, in, in the, the NHL last night. So I'm just, I, I need to go watch and do more research. <laughs> Clearly not seeing the board. Well, <laughs> for, for hockey. So you get, you get Anaheim tonight at home against the Kraken off a of back-to-back Kraken won yesterday. They lose today. So if you're, Interested oh. minus one sixty. Just keep it in mind minus for anyone that's in. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you said you don't lay minus one thirty more than one. You want to lay no, minus one sixty on props on props. Okay. It's minus one sixty, one six, one fifty five. It's I going up. That. It's going up. I mean, that's so around, expensive. Yeah, it is. But they're going to win. The Ducks are going to win tonight. By the way, a uh, little bit of a breaking news before we wrap here. Uh, no, Barstool, no. Barstool Sports, and Penn National Gaming have reached a deal with the number one high school player in the nation, Travis Hunter. The deal is rumored to be in the millions. Barstool Sports employs Deion Sanders. Uh, that's, that's how they got the kid to flip. Gave him the bag. They gave him the bag. But now you can give the bag publicly through a sportsbook company. Well, a sportsbook company just gave a bag to the number one recruit to go to a, an HBCU university to play for Dion. Gloves are off. It's oh, unbelievable. The gloves, the gloves are the just gloves off. Are off. This What's is bare, this this is bare knuckle fighting championship. <laughs> this is no headgear. This is holy crap. What? They just gave this kid millions. The deal is rumored to be in the millions. For Barstool Sports and Penn National Gaming. This is nuts. This, this is even, is, if this is blowing my mind. This is a like, little uncomfortable. Like, I would agree is, with you. I am uncomfortable. Yes. I mean, like somebody in the sports book business, for as long as I have, this is, this, I'm actually uncomfortable with this relationship. And now all the lines are blurred. The gloves are off. Forget it. And yet the stock price of Penn has, Plummeted. I mean, have you seen yeah. what it's going on? I mean, it's going isn't down. It all, isn't it all gaming stock right now, though? It is. But, so. but don't don't tell me about throwing guys out and not taking bets. If you're giving kids that haven't played a down of college football millions of dollars, and then you're going to limit somebody to 300 or not take a bet from somebody, and you're going to send back an approval code that says you can have $11.87 on something, you're you can't have it both ways. I say it all the time. The books, now they're paying kids to go to schools that they weren't going to go to. Wow. That's so crazy. Like I, I'm just like conceptualizing this. I'm just letting this wash over me. The number one recruit in college football coming out of high school was going to Florida State. Was. Deion, Deion Sanders works for Barstool Sports has a yeah. connection with Barstool. Barstool is owned in, in part by Penn National Gaming. Yes. They go to the kid and say, we're going to give you a Barstool Sports million dollar NIL deal if you go to Jackson State. I mean, what does he have to do to get the money? Probably just appear in ads for them. He probably just they figure he's got three years, right? He can't go to cannot go to the NFL for three years. So it's a three year investment probably like a half a million a year or something, maybe a million a year. And they have to, he has to appear on, you know, wear barstool gear, appear on barstool shows, you know, maybe do a podcast with barstool sports. Like he'll have to do those types of things to get a hold and to be turned into the next, I don't know, Leonard Fournette, right. Or next household name in college football as being the best running back in the country. 
Okay. And maybe that's also big because it, the bigger highlight reel type of right thing he's got, the more times he's on sports center top 10 Travis, you know, goes 150 yards, right. You know, all yeah. of a sudden he's, it, it's better for everybody. If, if, if Travis Hunter becomes a household name about 200 yards rushing or that kid from Buffalo that, you know, had like seven rushing touchdowns right. or whatever it is, Patterson, the kid is with the, with, with, with the, the Washington football team now. Um, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? How it's, if he gets how it's hurt, does he keep the bunny? He has to. I mean, if he's got, I mean, I'm assuming he has a lawyer looking at the deal. I'm assuming that the money's probably up front. Here's the here's the bag. Oh, he got the bag. I, I mean, it it's an unbelievable bag. It's I it it's it's not like it's an uncomfortable place, in my opinion. That's the the best word. I agree with you. It's uncomfortable to see this. Because are we gonna of have, we gonna have Barstool splashed all over Jackson State broadcasts and oh yes, they, they're, they're that was happening anyway. Them. That was happening anyway. I mean, primetime. I mean, Dion had his deal. He does his shows and like Dion's already he already talks about Barstool all the time. Like, but he's been on the Barstool payroll now. For That's two his years. individual brand. Of, like, are you bring, You brought the school into it now. You brought oh, yeah. a, you brought a, you brought a historically black college into it now. Like, you're you're are you buying that business? What are you? doing like what waters are you getting into now like there's Murky. no there's no Murky waters there's no lines no more this is you you can go anywhere you went and delivered the bag to the kid kept it secret until signing day and now this comes out on signing day yeah on signing day i mean look i i i won't say names but like i've been in the game for long enough that like when i was the play-by-play voice of the huntsville flight um there was a night where we were driving through Georgia. What is the Huntsville flight? NBA DL. The D League. Whoa. G League. G League. G League before the G League. Yeah. This is Yeah, when, when it started. How when the first teams were in this. Uh eight. Oh in the first year, I I was a, I was a voice and I traveled. And one of and one of the nights at two o'clock in the morning, everyone was really tired, and they went up and down the the rows and asked what each player got from where they went to. And I won't say any more than that, but let me just say the stories were crazy. Like what they got, like, what'd you get? Oh, I got this. I got that. Oh, you got that. Wow. How'd you get that? And like me as a 22 year old, I was like, ah, so all the stories uh, are true. And then when I turned 23, the Albert Mean story happened. And that's how Gary Parrish and I got to be very close. Gary Parrish was the person who broke the story for the Memphis commercial appeal of a player named Albert Means who was offered, this is in 19, this is in 2003, I believe, was offered uh, $250,000 to go play at Alabama to decommit from Tennessee to go play for Alabama. And it was done by a booster who was arrested for interstate. Yeah, I forget which 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 rule what which oh, law it was because okay. he, it, it was an interstate situation. It was a federal crime that he committed to get Albert Means to flip. Albert Means went to Alabama, didn't play at all, was basically nothing, and everybody got Bama. The famous line that the NCAA said to Alabama's football program: "You were staring down the barrel of the death penalty," which caused like. This is Alabama football now. It's hard to remember, but Bama football back when I was covering it was in the Mike Dubose, Mike Price, Mike Shula, laughing stock oh of college football. Oh my goodness! 
and the NCAA was threatening to kill and knock out Alabama football, which to this day, diehard Bama fans, you say that to a diehard Bama fan and they remember, they know the name of the investigators. They know the name of the person who resided over the case. Like that is a real still 20 years later is a very big story. And, and Gary Parrish went on to become a very large, pro, you know, a CBS basketball guy and um and and and, and wow. media media personality right yeah that's it but that story is what made gary's career that because he was on my show i had gary we were about the same age and so gary was coming on my show in huntsville every week giving updates as to where the story was going all the things were happening different people who are involved different tentacles what the ncaa was going to do how did it all unfold because he was the one he was dialed in he was giving oh, you the he, good stuff he, he broke the story i mean he oh, gary broke the story wow. and so like we were on it very early because we were in, in alabama we were in huntsville birmingham wasn't touching it yet because we were on the state line between alabama and tennessee so half my audience was tennessee half my audience was alabama so it was a very big big conflict story between, oh. between the two yeah so like i i got a very big um indoctrination into the illegal practices of recruiting so i have no problem with this happening on the up and up it's just that right. these are these are the deals that were happening quietly and now they're happening loudly right and in front of our face do you think fans will react to that yes. now like i yes. think fans are gonna like the expectations on the kids are going to change. Like there's yes. no more passes. You guys are getting paid now. Stop with the nonsense. Like, like you, you can't miss stuff. Like there's going to be interaction. You know what it's like just with us, with the media and, all, and just the social media, Twitter and whatever else we have, like people come at you. Like they get mad when you give them a wrong pick or you say something. Oh, yeah. I got people still coming at me for, you know, the two point conversion comments and also like we're grownups. We're men. Like, right. you know, Gandhi said, I'm a man, 18 year old kid putting a lot of pressure on him. It's going to be different. Oh, man. I don't know if it's good or bad. Dave Portnoy just tweeted. Congrats to Deion Sanders for landing Travis Hunty Jr. Number one recruit in the country. Yeah. FSU got to stop crying. They could have had Dion and let him go. Now he's kicking their ass. <laughs> Man, he don't care about nothing, huh? That poor guy. He he don't care about anything. Poor Mike Norvell, man. Mike oh. Norvell, gosh, that's insane. He thought he had a difference maker, program changer, Florida State kid through and through, and Prime threw the bag at him, <laughs> and, and the kid said, "I'm out. I'm out." Holy mother. Okay. So normally we, we don't go 10 minutes over, right. but the beauty of this show is that we can do that. So, but so wow. we, 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 we always wrap this here with the best thing about today. Uh, what is the best thing about today other than this story? <laughs> oh, I mean, the best thing about today is um, I guess my little one is feeling better. I mean, oh, you know, as, as, yeah, as a dad, when your kids are sick, it just, and, and as I get older, like, and now I have the little one. See, I mean, she's seven and, and the teenagers, it's a little bit different, but when they're sick, you're sick. When they're, when they feel anything, you feel at times a hundred And the last couple of days have been like, what is going on? So we're comfortable now as a little allergic reaction. The best thing about today is that she has a vacation yeah. for a vacation before the vacation. We're going to, she's already planning on Spider-Man. We want to go see Spider-Man at the movies. Very so cool. That's what she told me we maybe do. Best thing about today is the kids feeling better, so I'm feeling better. Best thing about today for me is the fact that we have audiences, audience members that do stuff like this, Dave. 
They've already designed uh, within 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 ten minutes of us you you explaining what the B two play is. Our our audience has designed a logo for the Love it. Look Boston at versus the book B two play of the day. Oh, sweet. So, we will have that, in, and we will use that now when we have a B2 play. That will be what we do. We so. don't throw them around that often, though. That's the good thing. Like, we're not yep. like these guys and these touts and these handicappers who are like, give you the five-star yeah. play every day. <laughs> like, the B squared play comes maybe once a month, maybe, you know, maybe five times a year. I don't know. But this will be the first one today. I really like that play. B2 play is Rockets plus nine, nine and a half, ten, whatever you wherever you get it. Rockets plus the points there. Thanks to uh Mike uh at Mike Awesome without the E for awesome on Twitter. Thank uh, you, he, Mike. He sent that to us on Twitter. So that that that, that was a very uh that's very cool. So I, I, I I'm very <laughs> I'm very appreciative of 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 that. So if you have not subscribed to the Bostonian versus the book on anywhere, Apple, Spotify. Subscribe to the Props YouTube channel on Friday. Okay, I have got a Props care package. Okay, I got T-shirts. I got koozies. I'm going to give you one male T-shirt, one female T-shirt. I'm going to give you a uh, some Props koozies, little footballs, some stickers, and it all wrapped up for you. Okay, if you go and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe. Take a screenshot of the review that you leave me, that you leave on Apple, okay? Screenshot it and go ahead and DM me or send to me on Twitter, okay? At Sports Talk Matt or DM me at Sports Talk Matt. Send me a screenshot of that. On Friday, I'm going to be pulling one lucky person to win that props prize pack. So it's two t-shirts, koozies, a bunch of fun stuff. Nice. You've got, you've got, all right? So... Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe and leave a review on Apple. Two ways to enter. Screenshot it. Send it DM to me at Sports Talk Matt. I'll talk about it more tomorrow and on Friday as well. But before we end the day on Friday, I will pull one lucky person. You will win a Props.com and Bostonian versus the book prize package from us here at Props.com. Things are happening. I love it. Things are moving. Things are moving. (laughs) Dave, we'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. Excellent work, sir. Have a good rest of the day. That's Dave Sherapan at SportsBKConSig on Twitter. I'm Matt Peralt at SportsTalkMatt on Twitter. Back tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Bostonian versus the book.